Be still my soul The Lord is on your side Bear patiently The cross of grief or pain Welcome to the 13th episode of Heavenly Mana podcast titled Why does a good God allow suffering? Let's study this complex topic by breaking this into five Q&As. Question number one. How can we call God good when he allows human suffering? Jesus said, no one is good except God alone. A typical but flawed human expectation from anyone good is to overlook or ignore evil. While God is the epitome of goodness and love, it is undeniable that God is also the epito- ep- is the embodiment of truth, holiness, righteousness and justice. So, based on the standard of a good God, anything done against these godly attributes is ungodliness. We read in 1 John chapter 1 verse 5, This is the message which we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Question number two, what's the role of man in human suffering? Man was created in God's image and likeness, but the very nature of man was ruined as a result of disobedience. We see in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 29, Behold, I have found only this as a reason. God made man upright and uncorrupted, but they have sought out many devices for evil. All human suffering can be linked back directly or indirectly to Adam's disobedience. The root cause of the sinful nature of man and spiritual death which invites the wrath of God. We see in the book of Romans Chapter 1 and verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. The good news, as explained few times in the previous episodes, is that through the obedience of Jesus Christ, we have a provision to receive abundance of grace, the free gift of salvation, imputing the righteousness of Jesus upon us, even though we are undeserving. That said, God does not promise us a total escape from all the suffering that we endure during this lifetime on earth. However, He certainly promised us grace to go through and overcome the suffering until we reach our ultimate destination, that is, laying hold of eternal life that is set before us. This brings us to question number three. But why do I still suffer despite receiving the provision of salvation? In the book of Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 10, we see about Jesus, for it was fitting for him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. 
aren't we called to follow the footsteps of Jesus? In fact, as soon as we receive Jesus Christ as the personal Savior, we relinquish our ownership to the Lordship of God and He immediately begins the work of perfecting us to transform us from the deep-rooted sinful nature to His divine nature to reflect the image of His Son and grow in the, to the stature of Jesus Christ. We also see in the word of God suffering for the gospel by the power of God suffering as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Ultimately, God is working on us. Question number four, how can I handle the pain associated with this suffering? You know, when you speak to a surgeon about an upcoming surgery, he explains the medical reason, the procedure, the intensity of pain, and the expected benefits of undergoing that surgery. And this makes the patient a lot better. See, acknowledging that the suffering we endure is not permanent but temporary and also that it is not in vain but it produces fruit changes our perspective about the hardships that we endure. Apostle Paul says in the book of Romans chapter 5, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Let's say if we realize that the suffering we are undergoing today is orchestrated by our loving Heavenly Father to discipline us and to perfect us, it increases the eternal weight of glory. There are several verses associated with that. I would like to just highlight from book of Hebrews chapter 12 we see, And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful nevertheless afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And we also see in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 16, until 18, therefore we do not lose heart even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inner 
inward man is being renewed day by day for a light affliction which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory while we do not look at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporary but the things which are not seen are eternal when we truly love god we would acknowledge that the suffering that he allows us to go through is the language of his love preparing us to spend our eternity with him this brings us to the final question is there any means to minimize the struggle that we endure as a result of the suffering certainly we have to turn back to god if he is constantly reminding us of areas where we have gone astray and we need to repent book of proverbs 28:13 he who covers his sins will not prosper but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy now the minute you get a text on your mobile that you've got a speeding fine you would be extremely careful not to cross the limits so that you don't keep piling them up James chapter 5 verse 13 is anyone among you suffering let him pray brothers and sisters i want to encourage you prayer is powerful it will enable you to conquer the suffering that you're going through today bible says great peace have those who love your law and nothing causes them to stumble we will start to experience the peace of God that passes all understanding. And not only that, book of Isaiah 38:17, Behold it was for my peace that I had intense bitterness, but you have loud back my life from the pit of corruption and nothingness, for you have cast all my sins behind your back. Dear ones, when we completely surrender ourselves to the Lord and trust in his unquestionable goodness and sovereignty we will start to experience peace and joy in the midst of hardships and we will continually grow in our inner man to reflect the image of Christ Jesus. May the Lord bless us with these words. Be still my soul, your best, your heavenly friend. Through thorny ways leads to a joyful